And a good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta. Joining me right now, Dr. Paul Kangor. He's author of many books, including The Worst of Indignities, The Catholic Church on Slavery. He's also written The Devil in Bella Dodd, The Devil in Karl Marx, and A Pope and a President, John Paul II, Ronald Reagan, and The Extraordinary Untold Story of the 20th Century. He's written spiritual biographies of Ronald Reagan, Hillary Clinton, George W. Bush. He's professor of political science at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania, a senior academic fellow at the Institute for Faith and Freedom, and also editor of The American Spectator. Well, Paul, great to have you here. How'd you get time to go to Paris? <laughs> Thanks, Alex. That's quite an introduction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was... Uh, so I, I was in Italy, actually, for about a week. So we, we flew, well, we flew into Paris. And then from Paris, we flew to Milan, and we spent about a week in Italy. And so on our way back from Milan, we had to go back to Paris. And so we had, we had basically two nights there, but really only one day. Yeah. It would have been last Saturday. And, um, Were the riots yeah, over by then? Yeah, they were over, and you know, I, I was getting emails earlier in the week from. I got a couple text messages from a couple friends who said, "We're praying for you and your family." Yeah, and that always that's kind of disconcerting, Al. <laughs> like that, and I, I thought, "Oh no, what what happened? What, what what is it?" So so I so I I just checked my phone and I saw that, that I, I kind of pieced together. I I pulled up one or two websites, maybe CNN or Fox, and saw there was rioting in Paris, and I thought, "Well, it must be that." Uh, but but we checked with our people there and friends there, and they said, don't worry, where you're staying is safe. And it's probably still safer, Al, than most major American cities, yeah. right, frankly. Yeah. And and we uh, – but by the time we got there on uh, – would have been last Friday, it was all cleared up. And my cab driver, I asked the cab driver about it, and he said, "Oh yeah, it's finished. You you have you have nothing to worry about." Yeah. So so yeah. It was, so it was all good. It was all yeah. good. Well, they're celebrating Bastille Day today over there. Uh, they are. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 didn't go for death. You went for life when you went over there. You went for I, signs I of life. Yeah. So I tell did. Us. Yeah. So I, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. I wrote a well. I wrote a piece on it for. For the American Spectator today, it's posted as a lead at spectator.org. It's called Paris Postcard, um, Incorrupt Among the Corrupt. And <laughs> I note that uh, <laughs> the timing was perfect that we would publish it. I, 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 we had it ready to go Tuesday, and I said, hey, let's hold this off for Bastille Day, French Independence Day. Yeah. And, and Bastille Day, you know, it, it, it's, it's like their Declaration of Independence, July 14th, yeah. right, 1789. Yeah. Ours is July 4th. And we celebrate our Declaration of Independence, which is a great thing to celebrate. Now, for them, you know, the storming of the Bastille is nothing to celebrate. Yeah. It was, it, it was, a, it was vulgarly violent. The whole French Revolution was an absolute ghastly disaster. Yeah. From from 1793 to 1794, they, the Jacobins and Maximilien Robespierre beheaded about 40,000 people mm. in Paris alone. Hey, yeah. and that's that's nothing like what happened in the American Revolution, <laughs> and uh, you know, Paul, Paul Johnson, the the late great British historian, said the difference between the American Revolution and the French Revolution is the American Revolution was a religious event, whereas the French Revolution was an anti-religious event. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and that and that shaped and defined the two revolutions from start to finish, mm -hmm. and it really did. 
and you know there was there was the promise of the French Declaration of Human Rights of um, you know libertad, equality, and fraternity, right? Uh, liberty, equality, and fraternity. And I, I, it was said that when when Robespierre was holding his face together with a bandage and about to be taken to the guillotine, that he and one of his friends said to himself to themselves, "Well, at least we did that." At huh. least we accomplished that slogan. Wow. But but not much more than that. And it was, you know, they declared, they tried to redefine the seven-day week as 10 days yep. to erase the, the Lord's Day, to erase, to erase the Anno Domini calendar, as actually we're trying to do in America and the West today, mm-hmm. um, They with B.C. and B.C.E. or whatever they're calling it today. But they, they made the year 1794 the year zero. They they took saints' names off of all of the roads and many of the monuments, and it was just this bloody war against religion and and human nature. And the, the French Revolution is nothing, nothing to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree, and I love Paul Johnson's take on it as well. Um, now, so you went to see the uh, incorrupt body of Catherine Labouré. That was my mission, Al. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I told my family, I said, I said, the Eiffel Tower, all right, Notre Dame, okay, uh, Bastille, no, I'm not going anywhere near that thing. Um, some a good restaurant or two, all right. But I am on a one-man mission. I want to see the um, reportedly incorrect body yeah. of Catherine Labouret. Yeah. I had I had never seen an incorrupt body before, mm-hmm. and I I had seen pictures. She was born in in, in May 1806. She died in 1876. In fact, I think she died December 31st, 1876. And she had she had even predicted that she would she would die before 1877. Mm. And she she was the one who had, uh, of course, instituted the miraculous medal. And the way that that came about was that there was a, a series of apparitions from the from the, the Blessed Mother. The first one of these would have been during the night of July 18th, 19th, 1830. Mm-hmm. And then a, a subsequent apparition, it might have been the second. I'm, I'm not really an expert on her, but, but the one that occurred on November 27th, 1830, the, the Mother of Jesus asked this nun in this convent, to have these special devotional medals made according to a specific design, mm. and of course, you know, she was an, a forger or somebody who could who could do that. But she she got people to help. The bishop found out about it. Others found out about it, and they put together this medal of Mary Immaculate, which they began calling the Miraculous Medal. Hmm. And it is it's something that. Many people to this day claim has protected them and and even been the the, the source of miracles. Yeah. So she's um, she's the one that instituted that, and so I, I always knew about her because of that. But what what's fascinated me, Al? I mean, I can't verify or vouch for any alleged miracles people have claimed through a miraculous medal, but I knew I could go see with my own eyes if I could get to Paris. Yeah, her body. Yeah, that's right. And, so and and so, so give me a I, sense I yeah of there. your impression. Give me your you, you approach so, it. So I I did. I approached it, and there was a. I mean, there was a throng of people outside. It had to be ninety five degrees. Ooh. And and we so we we got inside. 
was a little cooler inside, and I, I wish I could have gotten closer than I could have, but, but I, I got right up there. And I wish I could have taken a picture, but you're not allowed. Oh. No one's allowed to take a picture. I didn't know that. And it was like what I've seen. I yeah. mean, she is, um, her face it has color. And I, I talked to a couple of the guides. They said, there's no makeup on it. It's not wax. That's, that's her face. Hmm. And this woman who died almost 150 years ago yeah. is there behind glass in this, this tomb to the right of the altar. And I could tell people listening that are, I, 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 I'm an eyewitness that that body looks like the woman died yesterday. Wow. And, and in fact, probably looks better than, than had she, it looks like she probably, probably would the body look like a month before she died. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, she's not pale. Um, she doesn't look sick. It doesn't look like somebody you'd see in a funeral home. Hmm. It's um, it's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. So you're it, 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 would would you say that that was also the? Did you get the impression that the other uh, pilgrims who were there at the site that they had a similar impression of her? No in, question. Yeah. Okay. No question. I was watching the reactions of other people closely. I, I probably stayed in there for at least 40, 45 minutes, wow. you know, praying, praying a rosary. And, and there, was, there was one woman at the altar with her arms spread out, I mean, really kind of having a very kind of deep religious experience. There were people from all over the world. I mean, Asia, Africa, every color, right? Uh, people that were um, you know, sick, People that were, you know, thin, overweight. Uh, people struggled to get in there, and and there were people up there with their phones taking pictures, and I I couldn't blame them one bit. Yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, yeah, you got to take a picture, man. I mean, look at this, <laughs> right? Right? It is and, a, and, a wonder and, to behold. Yes, yeah. it, it it is it is, and 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 you you understand how copyright things work and everything because of, of what you do in, in Catholic media. We struggled, Al, to get a picture um, online that we could put with uh, with my article at the American Spectator website today, because because they're all protected or oh. they're not in the public domain, <sighs> and 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 and, that, and that's a shame because people people ought to see this. I mean, yeah. you can right. Faith is about having faith in things unseen. I get that, but. But 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 there's a woman in France who died in 1876. This holy nun who's a saint. Yeah. And she's behind glass, and <laughs> and her body looks like it died yesterday. Yeah. I, I it ought to be on the uh, cover of the New York Times. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hardly want to stop distribution of the message because of copyright problems. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 And and in the article, I actually speaking of the New York Times, I include a link to. A New York Times article, I think only maybe 2018, 2019, of Pope Francis visiting the body of Padre Pio. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was blown away to see that the Times had run that, wow. that photo. People should see that. I mean, Padre Pio yeah. looks like he died yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you'll find this kind of amusing, maybe. On Italian television... They had one channel where I was in Verona, Italy, called the Padre Pio channel, <laughs> and they just had a still photo of his incorrupt body just running there. That's all they run. Um, all night long. They would inter- from what I could tell, they would interrupt it occasionally with religious programming, 
But in between, it's just this photo of, <laughs> of the corrupt body of Padre Pio. And I thought, hey, why not? 400 channels on TV. Right. Uh, you know, put that, that's the most amazing thing I've seen on television. <laughs> that's great. You know, put, put that out there. No, I, lo- I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> now, you know, the, they, did they, when did they realize the body was corrupt? Did they see that immediately after her death? Or was this something they discovered when there was, there was a later exhumation? Yeah, yeah. So the the exhumation came on uh, March twenty first, nineteen thirty three, and they were I guess they were transferring her body from the church crypt, and so they had this medical uh, delegation, this ecclesiastical delegation. So it's made up of, of priests, you know, high level uh, church authorities, uh, medical personnel, and yeah, the the nuns were there, workers were there. And as you can imagine, they were astonished yeah. to find this corpse that wow. you know didn't look like skeletal remains, right. and and they and it hadn't been preserved. It's not like uh, you know Lenin's body in Moscow, right? right. They pump up with whatever the <laughs> Russians pump it up <laughs> with every year. By the way, Fulton Sheen once said Christians should take comfort in knowing that. Uh, that that Lenin's tomb is full, but Christ's tomb is empty. <laughs> right? And and Lenin's tomb is just probably stinks of formaldehyde and wax, <laughs> and there's nothing real about that. But but they but they in 1933 they went there and they 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 exhumed her body. They found it completely unchanged in physical appearance, and they even found the eyeballs in the orbits. Wow. Yeah, the eyelids were like yeah. half closed, and mm. uh, the doctor's report said that they were able to see the the ball of the eye, so it had kind of like fallen and shrunken a little bit, but mm-hmm. they could even see the color, this like bluish gray color of the iris. Wow! And that and at that point, that's that's 1933. She died in 1876. That's not normal. <laughs> that's, that's that's miraculous. That's meant that's to get miraculous. you to stop and say. Uh, there's much more going on in this universe than I had imagined. So. Amen. That's right. Paul, it's much better than visiting the Bastille. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Paul, thanks. Great talking with you. All right. Thanks, Al. Dr. Paul Kengar. Again, uh, we'll have his books, of course, in the online bookstore. And we'll also have the uh, piece here from the American Spectator in the Crest Guest Archive.